is Friday the 3rd of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. My name is Luke Kamala. I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. How's it going, Shane? I'm not too bad, Luke. I'm, um, I'm fresh off the back of the first lunch with Lee for the year. We recorded at Mossman Rowing Club, and I had former Roosters hard man Nathan Wood. His brother was Garth Wood, who was a boxer who beat Mundine, if you remember. Very funny man. Like oh, This yeah, was yeah. one of the loosest, funniest lunches we've ever had. So I paired him up. Um, he's a bit of a hard knock boy, and I, I paired him up with a, a sure private school guy, a good mate of mine, Phil Embry, the wheelkeeper. So it was uh, <laughs> yin and yang. It was it was hilarious, mate. These two uh, bounced off each, bounced off each other really well. It was good fun. Oh, beauty. Can't wait to listen. Check that out on the Lunch with Lee podcast feed. Uh, today on the show, we get an update on Usman Khawaja's visa situation, pre-season news from AFL and NRL. We'll check in on the NBA, EPL and more, plus a little interview with the captain of the Pararoos, David Barber. Stick around. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. In the world of cricket, a little update on Usman Khawaja's visa situation. He's been cleared. He's good to go, Shane. I think he's already on the plane. He's heading over to India. That's good news, eh? Uzi, Uzi, Uzi. Oi, oi, oi. He's in. (laughs) (laughs) What absolute beauty. Now, finally, he's um, he's been cleared. Part of the visa process, they ask, the the big question is when you go to India, they ask if your parents uh, were born or or are from Pakistan origin. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, and the answer was yes for him, um, and that's what the the delay was. So, but he's on the plane now, mate. It was nothing to do with his batting average and how many runs he scored this year. He's he's on his way to India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question number one: Where are your parents born? Question number two: How's the last year looks for you? <laughs> how many hundreds have you scored? Yeah. Where's your batting average ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's great news. Can't wait for that uh, series to kick off next uh, Thursday. I think it is. And closer to home, the BBL final is set between Perth Scorchers and Brisbane Heat. Uh, after an interesting little game last night between the Heat and Sydney Sixers, Michael Nisa led the Heat to victory after a late innings fight back. I think he got about 44. Um, yeah, good to see. Any picks in there? Perth or Brisbane? What do you reckon? Oh, I, th- I think Perth, the Scorchers, are going to win. I'll tell you what, if I was a betting man, and I'm not, but um, I did. I might have had a little bet on this. Uh, <laughs> I backed the Sixers here, and uh, I doubled down. I thought even when they only got 100 and 
106. I thought they'd still win, and they almost did. Yeah, they were looking good. They were looking good. Nisa really um, carving out a spot for himself as one of the really uh, top quality all-rounders in Australian cricket. It's great to see. Yeah, look, look he batted well, but um, the Sixers, eight for 106. But if you look at that team, the Sixers, that's their worst game they have played. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming off eight consecutive wins in a row at the SCG. That is their worst performance in, I reckon, 10 years. Mm. Philippi, zero. Vince, zero. Hughes came in, he got six. Enrique's got 15. And it's got worse from there. And, um, Abbott bowled well uh, to try and almost claw, claw the game back. He got four for 31 or four. But, um, yeah, it was just a, a really, really bad performance. So the Heat go over to Perth now to take on the Scorchers, and I think they'll get flogged over there. Yeah, I think so as well. I think Perth's been the quality yep. team yep. of the tournament all season, and I think that'll continue uh, into the finals. So <laughs> good luck, yep. Heat. Uh, in the <laughs> AFL, um, news out of the Hawthorne camp, things got a little bit fiery on the uh, the training ground as the captain, James Sicily, and the youngster Sam Butler locked horns uh, with a bit of jumper punching on the pitch there. What, if, what do you make of stuff like this when uh, things get a little bit heated in training? Is it a good sign that the boys are nice and competitive? Does it mean there's a bit of a fracture in the group? You've experienced anything like this in your in your uh, days of sport, Shano? Oh, mate, cricketers we used to punch the shit out of each other. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what, this is this is a really really good sign, I think, and I, I don't mind passion. Um, are they going to go back to the hard days of Dipper and Dermy and Hodge and Ayres and Matthews? I'm not sure just yet, but um, uh, I don't mind that. I, I think it means something to them, and I think the Hawks' sort of style of play, correct me if I'm wrong, that they always used to be a little bit sort of rough around the edges and, and get physical with you, and I don't mind this. I think it that sends a good message to the rest of the squad. Yep, absolutely. That's definitely yep. an element that uh, Sam Mitchell has introduced, reintroduced to their play mm. in the last year or so. Um, and, you know, if you watch the footage, it's a bit of a scuffle. And then after a couple of minutes, they're fine again. Yeah. And they're chatting and they're hugging. And, you know, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> you having a cappuccino cuddling. Yeah, it's a bonding exercise, if anything, really. That's right, yeah. You say bonding? <laughs> well, I think the Hawks have got a good season ahead of them. I think uh, Sam Mitchell's in year two of the rebuild. He's had that team under him for a while. I think he's a really good coach. I think they'll uh, go for than a lot of people are expecting this year. Good on your Hawks. What about in the NRL? Injury worries for St. George Illawarra, hey? Oh, mate. So this is my team, the the Dragons, and they're going to go from bad to worse. Mm. Um, Our good mate Chad Wicker has tipped the Dragons to get the wooden spoon. I hope that's not the case. But, yeah, Jack Jack Bird now, who we can't – our three potential halves are all under potential injury cloud with, uh, you know, Jaden Sullivan with a hamstring injury. Um, Talatawa Jr. Amona, uh, he's also injured. And then you've got Jack Bird now about to have a knee surgery. So not looking very good, mate. Yeah, not looking good. Could be a year, another year of rebuilding for the Dragons there. Well, Poor yeah. buggers. I'll yeah. cross my fingers for you, mate. Cross yeah. my fingers. Uh, over the oceans in the NBA, Ben Simmons. A um, bit of a tough time for Ben, who only a year ago, he was super hot property on the trading market. Eventually, of course, he was traded to the from the 76ers to the Nets for James Harden. Um, but after a bit of a rough year with form, some off-the-court issues with some teammates and... Uh, uh, a few injuries as well. Ben Simmons' trade value has fallen off a cliff and it's, uh, he's struggling to find a home at the moment. Do you reckon there's another another good crack at the NBA for Ben Simmons? Where do, where will he end up? Any guesses? Uh, no, I think he's gone. I, I really do. And mm. look, the, the, the thing about uh, American sport, it's so detailed um, and stats-driven. Um, you can make a lot of money, as we all know. These guys get paid extraordinary amounts of money. But um, when, when you, as you said, his trade value has really dropped off, He's not going to find another home. Um, his attitude's been poor. His performance has been poor. And I think uh, Ben Simmons will just sort of 
float away off into the distance, may never be seen again. Yeah, it feels a bit that way, doesn't it? It's yep. very unfortunate. He had yep. so much potential. But like you say, the attitude, sort of once you get tarred with that brush, there's yep. not a lot of teams that are super keen to get involved with you and it's come up a fair few times. I feel like there'll probably be a few teams desperate enough. He might bounce around a couple sort of the lower teams a bit, but he's definitely not the prestige player that he looked like he was going to become. Uh, only, yeah... 10, 11, 12 months ago. It's been a real turnaround for Ben. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can um, see some more positive things from him in the future. Uh, in the world of MMA, pretty low-key UFC event this week as they build up to uh, the big one in Perth next weekend between Volkanovski and Makachev. But there's still an event, and it's uh, decent. There's a couple of good fights on there as Derek Lewis takes on Sergei Spivak in a heavyweight contest. Derek Lewis is just always must-watch TV, mm. super entertaining guy. Plus, we'll see the return of Korean superboy Do Ho Choi after a bit of a long layoff. He's all-action fighter, super fun guy to watch, three-time fighter of the night winner, two-time performance of the night winner. He's already in the UFC Hall of Fame for his 2016 fight with Cub Swanson. Uh, he's been off with some injuries, some personal issues, plus um, like I say, he is the Korean Superboy, so he's been doing his national service in the army back in Korea. Uh, cannot wait to watch him fight again. And a little note as well, um, UFC will see its first female commentator in Laura Sanko. Uh, Great to see. She's commentated on sort of some of the um, little weird spin-off cards and stuff. She's a really great commentator, super knowledgeable. Good to see female commentator in the UFC. Well done, Laura Senko. Is, is that is that right? It's the first female commentator, which I, I find extraordinary with a, a sport that's relatively new in the world that we live in. They haven't had, they haven't had a female commentator yeah. to date. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? They had one on the very, very yep. first card, UFC one, but people sort of don't consider that to be, um, you know, part of the UFC canon anymore. And yeah, I feel like they've sort of led the yeah. way in equality for women. Like the the pay is always the same, and women headline cards all the time and stuff. And yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, yeah. been a long time coming for the UFC. I okay. There you go. Plus, on the other side uh, of the coin, in rival MMA promotion, Bellator, the heavyweight goat, uh, Fedor Emelianenko, is fighting for the last time. He says, win, lose, or draw. This is his last fight. He's well into his 40s. I think he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, But he's not going out. You know, he's not sort of fading away. Uh, He looked like he was in trouble a few years ago. I think he lost three, four in a row. But he's put together a bit of a late career resurgence. He's very fun to watch. The last thing to go is the power, as they Mm. say. He's fighting Ryan Bader. Uh, that'll be Sunday, Australia time. Just, you got to watch yeah. it. He's, yeah, yeah. he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. Um, yeah, it'd be sad to see him go, but also I think it's his time. Just truly one of the greats, Fedor. So definitely check that out. And stick around on Afternoon Sport. We'll be back with NFL, EPL, and we'll be chatting to the captain of the Pararoos. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. 
If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. In the NFL, uh, true legend of the game, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Tom Brady has called it quits. And we have heard this from him before. Gives me deja vu to about exactly a year ago. But he reckons he's retiring for good this time. What can you say about Tom Brady? Do you run out of superlatives, don't you, Shane? You do. Uh, he's one of the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about that. If you go back to when he started, he was 199th draft pick um, for the Patriots. Uh, and he wasn't. I suppose expected to become synonymous with greatness, and he has. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel a bit sad for him because uh, he should have retired last year when he did. I <laughs> yeah. said he'd come back, and he did. Um, the only difference between last year and this year is now he's retired for good, uh, and he hasn't got a wife. It's <laughs> 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 cost him a fortune, I reckon. It's a bit sad that he wanted to continue on. She said, no, I've had enough, and, um, and, and, and you know, he just wasn't up to it. But at 45, a still legend and competitive. I suppose he had to do that for himself. He would have maybe kicked himself the rest of his life he didn't do it but um yeah, yeah ex- expensive extra year i think <laughs> yeah very expensive extra year but <laughs> yeah. retires with seven super bowl rings across two different teams um he is down a wife but he's up plenty of uh good <laughs> things <laughs> good love <laughs> <of> that <laughs> uh in the epl the january transfer window has closed and chelsea's wild spending continues as they set a new mm. english transfer fee record doling out 106 million pounds for argentinian enzo Fernandez. What would you do with 106 million pounds, Shane? I'd buy uh, seven Super Bowl rings and I'd, I'd give Giselle a call. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on to a winner, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, a reverse, take, reverse takeover. <laughs> a few other interesting moves. Arsenal picked up Jorginho from Chelsea for a bargain, only 12 million. Uh, João Cancelo left Man City, surprisingly. Sort of came out of nowhere, this one. Uh, to head to Bayern Munich. I think Man City will miss him a lot and biggest news of the transfer window Aussie World Cup hero Harry Sutar has been picked up by Leicester there's an mm. Aussie in the Premier League again how exciting very exciting mate the, the big news do you think Everton will the disappointed a new coach yes um, I suppose to stop relegation they've always been in the EPL do you think they will get relegated I hope Oof. not Man, it, it's not looking good, is it? It's really not looking good. Um, yep. I believe they're second from the bottom now, only on goal yep. difference. It's mm. the furthest down they've been in a long time. It's been a very slow slide for Everton. Um, people say it's sort of shocking, come out of nowhere. Mm. But if you watch them over the last few years, they've just been absolutely scrambling. Yep. I reckon, oh, if I had to guess, I'd say, like you said, I've just appointed a new coach, Sean Dyche. I reckon they'll avoid it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have yep. any reason to believe that. But he's mm. a good coach, and he's that sort of coach, the sort of backstop coach you bring in to just stop the slide, uh, yep. pull a few draws out of the rest of the season and do what you can do. But if they do go down, massive news, massive news. They've been in the EPL yep. for as long as it's existed, so it'd be very interesting to watch. He's, he's, he's your Winston Churchill sort of coach, isn't he, in a time of crisis? <laughs> yeah, bring him absolutely, in. absolutely. Yep. But he won't yep. have 
uh, he will have actually a bit of a um, baptism of fire uh, as they face mm. league leaders Arsenal this weekend. So tough task to come yep. in. New coach for Everton, second bottom on the ladder coming in against Arsenal who are absolutely flying. Uh, some other good games this weekend. We'll see Chelsea with all their brand new money men taking on Fulham. Uh, Leeds and Nottingham Forest who are also sort of down there in the relegation battle. And Spurs and Man City in a massive test for both sides to see who's going to be uh, challenging to top four as Man City have dropped off a little bit lately. And we'll be back very shortly with an interview with David Barber, captain of the Pararoos. We are joined today on Afternoon Sport by captain of the Pararoos, David Barber. How are you doing, David? Hey, I'm very well, guys. Thanks for having me. David, you must, must be getting excited, mate. I remember what it was like when I was pulling on the, the bright yellow Australian gear, mate, prior to uh, an international game. Um, you're playing the US, who are a bit of a powerhouse. Um, it kicks off tomorrow at 3 p.m., I think, at Cromer Park. Um, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Yeah, mate, feeling really good. Uh, we've got an exciting group of players here with a lot of young guys um, that are getting their first opportunity at uh, mm. senior football, which is fantastic. And uh, the team looks ready to go. We had uh, a friendly behind closed doors yesterday with the United States as well. It was a very close game. Okay. Uh, they aged us out just slightly, but uh, we're tinkering with some new formations as well. So tomorrow's game is going to be amazing. And we look forward to seeing a big crowd out at Chroma. Nice, mate. Very exciting. You did face them in the World Cup last year and had a bit of a tough result. What's going to be the difference maker between them? The Aussie support, you reckon, that people will get behind you? Uh, that's probably the biggest difference in any game, to be quite honest. Um, the home crowd, you know, we played Canada last year at the World Cup as well. And a very close game, went into extra time and ultimately penalties. But uh, the year before, or two years before, we played them at Chroma Park and it was 5-0. And, wow. uh, and that was the first time we'd gotten over them in quite a while. So, you know, Home crowd makes all the difference in the world, mate. It, it's like having a uh, a permanent Fremantle doctor bowling from one end. <laughs> I love it. Mate. Hey, uh, I was just going to say, David, um, when you take on America, you, you need your, your your secret sauce, your, your, your wing keel, if I could say that. Um, I believe we've got a bit of a secret sauce or wing keel in Connor um, Bunce, who has apparently the best left foot in the game. Yeah, mate, he's very special. Uh, that left foot of his is terrifying. The coaches have put me in goal this week for the first time just to try something different as well. Yep, and give the team a bit of a different look. And I can tell you firsthand that left foot is an absolute monster. Yeah, you beauty. <laughs> How exciting, mate. Let's get a score prediction and first goal scorer for the Aussies. What do you see happening out there on, on uh, Saturday? I can tell you right now it's going to be a very close game. Uh, both teams are pretty evenly matched. Americans are, are very, very technically sound, very disciplined in how they approach the game. And we're going to have to be very much the same. But uh, I think first goal scorer is actually going to be Connor Bunce. I think that magic left foot is... It's just going to uncork. But, uh, you know, the key to the match will come down to how well him and Danny Campbell control the midfield and uh, and move around the park. Uh, ultimately, the Americans do a really good job of shutting those two boys down. But uh, when they get in the open space, it's uh, it's a pretty sight to watch. Yeah, well, I kind of puts, puts the uh, the American goalkeeper through the back of the net with that left foot. And uh, But, look, if you're around the northern beaches at uh, Cromer Park, 3 p.m. Saturday, get down there and support the Pararoos. Um, they are a superstar team, and we're very, very proud of you guys. Well done, David. No worries, mate. Thank you so much. That is it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh, and all the listeners. And thank you, Shane. We'll be back next week with your daily dose of sport on Afternoon Sport. Go the Aussies. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.